Hello, family, and welcome to podcast number two. Thanks for tuning in. If you didn't catch podcast number one, it was with my brother Jeremy. Go ahead and check that out. It's uh, pretty spectacular, as well as today's podcast, which I'm doing with my cousin Kelsey Ladenberger, which is from my mom's side of the family. Uh, and today we're going to cover some of this, some of her life in Colorado and her being a ski bum. Uh, talk about occupational therapy. Obviously, we get into some of the. Uh, issues uh, going on with today's world and the pandemic, um, some of her life stories and struggles she's going through, and uh, some of the challenges that she's dealt with uh, with COVID life in general. So I hope you enjoy the podcast, and uh, here is Kelsey Ladenberger. Watch out for that first step, it's a doozy! Well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. Dance off, bro! Me and you. I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. I'm nervous. Okay. The Jared Family Podcast. We are sitting at Jane's Restaurant, which is owned by Jeremy, my brother, and Dane. Which was the first family podcast, right? Yeah. Jeremy, the first family podcast. We're right here. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've yet to see him. He's, I guess, caught up in the kitchen, or he just doesn't want to be a part of this one. (laughs) He Uh, was like, I've done my time. Yeah, he's like, I've already done mine. (laughs) Although there will probably be a second time or a third time for that as well. Um, Also, but just uh, as a housekeeping note, uh, we also are sitting at a table. So if you hear a clicking noise, that might be us picking and putting up our drinks. But there's also some background noise and maybe some music and other things. But it's a fun environment. I'm hoping you guys are enjoying the ambiance of everything that's happening yeah. here and experiencing well, that and I love Jane's I love their food every time I come I get their poutine mom likes the white gravy I believe and I just get the regular gravy oh yeah but they'll put both of them on the side for us so we can still share it the whoa that's crazy I know they're good to <laughs> us <laughs> there was a place in where we grew up they had this thing called the college special and okay. it was a french fries with white gravy and then you put like ketchup on top I know that sounds yeah. disgusting but it's kind of like poutine a little bit. I mean, I love ketchup. Gravy, so yeah. I feel like everybody in the Absolutely. family knows that I love ketchup. How much do you like ketchup? I mean, mom bought me a shirt once that said, I put ketchup on my ketchup. What? <laughs> I know. And she's like, I thought you of like, you. You're going to have food this. with that ketchup? I tried ketchup on <laughs> just about everything, which is kind of embarrassing. What's the craziest thing you think you ever put ketchup on? I think, and mom likes to remind me of this, of when I tried to put ketchup on my cantaloupe. Oh, yeah? I just thought, you it know. It makes sense, though. I think cantaloupe, you, uh, ketchup has a salty kind of flavor to it. You put salt Can't, on your watermelon. Exactly. You know? It, but it didn't taste good? Uh, no. I don't, I don't think I'd recommend it, but, you know, I think ketchup just adds a little love to everything you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know. Who doesn't need a little bit of love? Exactly. When it comes to food like <laughs> like uh, cantaloupe. No I'm not a fan of cantaloupe, by the way. Gosh, what were we even talking about? Oh, this house. Oh, yeah. And so it was a big pain in the butt. And then... Luckily, I got to move in early. Shout out to Jared for helping me move in. Hey. And um, That's how I convinced you to do this podcast. <laughs> there was some blackmail Payment. involved. Payment. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, then I ended up closing on it. It's been great. It's weird, though, to, like, own a house. You yeah. Know? Suddenly, you own a house, and you're like, wow, I need to build a privacy fence. Wow, I need to build all these things for there. I need to put up, like... A hose holder. I need to. Well, I need to do those gutter things. You know, or not gutter the. Oh, the drains for your yeah. backyard. Yep. And yeah, and I heard that Jared has some experience doing that. So I actually recruited Dane, that is also here, James, to help me with that. And to he, help you at your house. Man, guy's an animal. He like put that. We put that drain in in, in like four hours, no. and maybe it's it a little bit longer. Really? Now, but he is the hardest worker I've ever worked with. Well, whenever you guys want to come to my house and do it, I will provide all the stuff. I will buy whatever booze you need to get it done. You know, I will cook dinner for you guys. Okay. I like all these things. These are good things. Yeah. Mom told me, my mom was like, so you should ask if he'll help you with like something. Did you tell your mom that you were doing this podcast? Yeah, I did. You did? What'd she say? She said, oh, my gosh, that'll be so fun. And she was like, did you ask him to help you put up your hose as, a, <laughs> as payment to do it? And I said, not yet, Mom, but maybe I'll ask in the middle of the podcast. So he has to tell me yes. Oh, well, who knows when the middle will be. It might be two hours. And then who, what are the, That's fine. What parents will listen to a two-hour podcast? She doesn't have to know. This one's in the first 15 minutes, so she'll <laughs> at least get there. <laughs>
So I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch gears on you. Okay. I'm moving up to. Uh, let's see. Let's talk about. Yeah. Let's talk about growing up in Colorado. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that like for me, you know, I love the mountains. I was always mm-hmm. a little bit jealous that you and Kylie had an opportunity to grow up in there. But yeah. um, do you ever miss living in Colorado? Oh yeah, I'm actually going next month to Colorado. You still to, have some friends up there and stuff. Yeah, I'm going for a bachelorette party. But oh, fun. Yeah, and so that'll be nice just to see everyone. I feel like since I've left, I've gone at least every year. Yeah. And I was going to go back in January. And then didn't end up being able to. And so I think this is the longest I have been since I've been back to Colorado. Oh, really? And I miss it. I you really think it's do. like COVID, COVID holding you back? Or is it more just your career? Like doing I feel like therapy? at this point in my life, just everything happened at once. Yeah. And so like, you know, like I graduated, I got a new job, I bought a house, COVID hit. Like, I feel like anything and everything that could have been one of the biggest stressful events of your life happened to me all at the same time. Well, and I had to sit for my boards, you know, to be yeah. an OT and just everything. And so I was like, I didn't know where I was going to fit it in. I, and then just everything happened, you know, so. Yeah. But I miss Colorado. But it was always fun. You guys, you guys would come out. I feel like we did every other Christmas. Yeah. Do you remember when we went to the cabin? Up in the I mountains do. for Christmas that year? Yeah, well, that's when I first realized that Luca and Layla were so smart. Oh. Because they were, <laughs> I mean, they were maybe going to be that smart all the time. But um, they were both fluent in Spanish. And so they would, like, oh, yeah. talk to each other in Spanish. And I have never been good at languages. You know, so I'm good at some things, but languages. I will oh. say, though, that on your LinkedIn profile, because like a good yeah. interviewer and yeah. like I did with Jeremy, I Googled you and researched some stuff. And on your LinkedIn profile, it says that you are, you know, two languages. I do know some Spanish. I, I also took oh, okay. medical Spanish oh. so that I could talk to some of my patients and stuff yes. that have that language barrier a little better, um, which is the other one. But yeah, so I think when you're that saying uh, once, it doesn't get confused with once, yeah, which is 11. <laughs> It'll happen, I'm sure. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> you never know. I hope I'm not having to use numbers like that. I'm going to be like, uno. I'm going to have to count it all out. Like, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, all the way up to whatever number I need. Oh, my gosh. But so, you're saying, though, on the Kylie and Kelsey, the cabin, speaking mm-hmm. Spanish? No, that's Luca and Layla. Oh, wait. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It happens all the time. You know? We just always Siblings. come together. <laughs> But, no, I did. They were, like, speaking Spanish everywhere. And I was like, oh, my gosh. These are some of the smartest kids I've ever seen. Because that's not how I, I grew up. I didn't speak Spanish all the time. But they yeah, really are. Doing good. Thank you. And so the cabin was so fun. You know, we all got to come together. We went skiing. I remember because back then you could get your ski tickets as, like, a real ticket. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Jared over here was the smartest person ever. And he's like, I know how we can save some money. And he was like, we're running through the parking lot after the half day. Do you remember this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Remember and this. we were like running around trying to find people that bought full day passes that didn't want them in <laughs> the afternoon or whatever, you know, and that was like the smartest thing. I never even thought about that. Well, it's because I was working in a ski shop at the time. And mm-hmm. one of the guys that I worked with had worked at Copper Mountain for a long time. And he said, dude, don't ever pay for a lift ticket. And, yeah. and this was this was more difficult because they started making the zip tie, uh, like uh, the yeah. things, which now it's impossible because you got to they scan. They have the card. Yeah, no, they have like a ID card almost. Like, yeah, and you scan it, right? Yeah. You well, scan it. You like go in now and they take your picture and put it on like a little, like almost like a rec center card or whatever. Yeah. And they put it on a, a card and that's what they scan now. Yeah, which is. So you couldn't do it. It would be difficult to do now for yeah. sure. But if but back then, yeah, you could. You could get the people to take off their zip tie, their zip tie, and then you could put it onto your jacket, yeah. and then you had a half day pass because a lot of people. I mean, there's always those people who would go to the mountain, and after half day, they'd be like, "Oh, my feet are hurting," that was or me, yeah. you know, my kids <laughs> whining or whatever. You say, "Yeah, hey, you don't need that pass. Why can I have that?" Because we, I think that was a bell. Was that a bell? Um, or Breckenridge? I, I feel it's like we. Breck. I probably think that we hit. Almost all of the mountains that week. Yeah, that was yeah. a lot of fun. We did. We skied for three or four days at least, and then we went sledding that one day. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. 
That was a lot of fun. But then we have to bring the sleds all the way back up ourselves. So you're like having a good time on the way down. And then you're like, uh, I have to walk all the way up that. Again. Yeah. But you did it. You know? You did. Yeah. It was a good time. But snowboarding, you told me earlier you had a good snowboarding story. Oh, my God. I don't know if I have good stories. Okay. I have quite a few stories. Well, it's just one. One good well, snowboarding this story. This is a got. fun one. So I, in undergrad, when I went to Oklahoma State, I invited some of my friends back to Colorado for spring break. Mm-hmm. And it was like me and a couple other girls and then one of my friends from Colorado, too. And we all went up and we, like, got a cabin and we stayed in the cabin and then we went night skiing at Keystone. Oh, and so we, much like, fun. did other days, too. Yeah. And so... I was like, you know, I had to learn the hard way. Like, I'm just going to, we're not going to take a class. They had never been snowboarding before. I was like, I'm just going to let them. Bar- we, like, borrowed Kylie's snowboard, and I think we rented one other or used my other old one or something. Yeah. And I was like, let's just, like, go up on the mountain and let's do it, you know? And so I just threw them in there. They don't know how to get oh off, my gosh. <laughs> off the seats. And, they, and we this did is that pretty- night? No, this one wasn't. This one's during the day at oh, first. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so we went the whole day, and it was, like, good, you know. And then we went night skiing that night. And at Keystone at night, there's, like, only a few runs open. Yeah. But you have, like, a lot of the catwalks. And on one of the catwalks, my friend. Now, explain what a catwalk is for those that don't not know. Not like it. a catwalk that you would, like, walk the catwalk. Yeah, not like a fashion show. Yeah, no. But. What is the catwalk on a you have like You have, like, little like lanes i don't know how you would explain is that it. for the lift like when you're getting off the lift no it's the ones in between big like, oh they, they in between connect. like a green and a blue right isn't that so you kind of have to scoot yourself between from one lane to the it other it could be not called a catwalk and i'm calling no it no i i don't really know the term for those things so you're it's called something sorry i could I, be wrong i, I don't know but it's called something, and we're on an in-between pass. Yep. You know, and so you have to get a lot of speed to go th- through those because they're pretty flat. Yeah. And on yeah. a snowboard, it sucks. Oh, yeah, because you don't have poles or anything to get you through no. there. And one of my friends, she's, like, trying to turn, and, like, she's trying to go backwards on it, and all of a sudden she just drops off the side of it and, like, into the into the snow, into the trees, into everything. And so we're all, like oh, my gosh, we have to get her out of there. And so we all, like, stop. I'm, like, crawling down to pull her up out of there and everything. We get her out of there. But then we're stuck in the middle of this lane with, like, ha- over half of it to go, and we had to walk the entire thing. Oh, man. But we're, we all made it out, okay? You're alive. I mean, I'm here to do this you, podcast. You didn't do any, lose any <laughs> limbs or fingers. No. You can still do occupational we therapy. Did not, we did not go snowboarding the next day. We had, we had a recovery day back. I had a very similar story with my buddy Rod. He hated me for it because I got him on one of those catwalks, and we. Spent I'm kind of scared that we're three calling hours. it a catwalk now, and it's Let's not just, called. It's a called the catwalk now. We're gonna call it. It's a catwalk. The, it's called the catwalk. That's what it is now. <laughs> but we spent probably three hours on this thing, mm-hmm. and he was cussing at me the whole way. Oh yeah. He's. Like, I, I hate it. you. We were both on snowboards. Mm-hmm. He he went to the he went to the bar and watched the, the Chiefs game after that and didn't come back on the slopes. <laughs> Well, he was so mad at me. Do you remember that one time we went as a family, and I think Ron fell off of the... Oh, yeah. The, the lift hit him the in the lift. head <laughs> yeah. and fell off? Yes. <laughs> Which, you know, Ron makes so little mistakes that that was... That it's always fun oh when gosh. somebody who doesn't make a lot of mistakes... It was, like, really like, scary at the time because we were, like... <laughs> like, we, I think we were, like, a few before it, and we're, like, looking back... Just to see, like, Ron splattered onto the ground. All these things were like, oh, my gosh. Oh, man. If if Facebook or the video things where you filmed somebody <laughs> falling would have been on there. I, and and just a side note, Jennifer, my wife, for some reason finds it so funny when people fall down. Like, videos <laughs> of people falling down, she just can't help but laugh. Sorry, babe. I just I had to tell people that. Um, oh, my gosh. I don't blame her. So, I think... Going back to kind of something you were talking about a second ago, and yeah, this is going to be this is going to be a tougher one. Oh no! I know, I know. Don't, don't start don't, sweating don't. yet. Um, Drum roll, please. But you were talking about uh, just some of the challenges of of kind of everything that's kind of coming down on you at this point oh, yeah. in time, and it's been stressful. Uh, you know, I don't want it to get you know too deep, but is there something that you would say that was something you really had to deal with? It was like one of the bigger challenges of dealing with kind of everything that's kind of going on in your life 
and I guess kind of how did you overcome of, it? Um, overcome it? Or are you even able to overcome some of that stuff? But sometimes I think it's just life, and then yeah. you just kind of deal. With I it. feel like the hardest part is like with all you know, like I mean, all my immediate family. You know, like we have all of our like for me, they're like aunts, uncles, grandmas here. You guys are here. Cousins are here and stuff but like like my mom and dad don't live here Kylie doesn't live here you yeah. know and so like having all of these big things happen plus with like COVID happening and everything yeah. I think that the biggest challenge for me that like I don't know if I like would have said that I even overcome it, overcame it or anything I think I called my mom like every single day I'm sure she was like annoyed she's like uh Kelsey's calling me again <laughs> yeah. but I literally called I'm sure her. she loved it <laughs> yeah sure now now if I like go two days she's like you haven't called me in a while oh yeah <laughs> parents love that they miss yeah. they miss talking to but us. like it was so hard to go through all these things like by myself almost because like I was kind of scared to like well I'm like really bad at like reaching out for like help or anything like I don't want to like impose on everything that's happening anyways which is and funny so. to me because it's funny to me because not that other people in the family aren't really family oriented, but when I think about you, yeah. I often think about your, you know, how important family is to you. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that it's funny that you would, I get it. I, I, I kind of get it. I kind of don't, but I feel mm-hmm. like that, you know, you are so family oriented. Yeah. More so than, than a lot of us are, you know? Yeah. And so, anyways, the sorry. Family's I kind of a bit, like, but I think that's why it's so hard for me, too, because, like, if I listed the most important things in life for me, like, family is definitely, if not the highest thing on there, you know? Like, yeah. And it, like, makes or breaks me. And so I felt like having to, like, graduate and not being able to, like, have family there or have, like, a real graduation or, like, anything yeah. like that, that was hard. Having to like go through and like buy a house and not have like when was graduation? Um, in May, but we couldn't have graduation because of yeah. COVID and everything, and so it's like a virtual graduation. But then like people had like families like putting their like because uh, we got hooded or whatever oh, that yeah. on there. But then it like I worked at like a hospital at the time and like you like it was so crazy with everything else going on that it was hard for me to be like let me call my family when maybe that could put them at risk, you know, and like come over for like this part of my life, but like ignore this part. And so it's like, it was a hard place for me to be because like I wanted family to be there and stuff, but like I also didn't want to sit in that role. And so having that happen, I think that going through it and like just having everything happen at once, like without being able to like drag like one of you guys, to the house to like look at it before I bought it or like to have you guys like come and like be a part of graduation or to like I don't know just like anything and everything like that I think that the hardest part because family is like so important to me I feel like I mean I moved to Oklahoma to follow grandma and grandpa once they moved you know and so I think that that was probably the biggest challenge for me and like luckily we've kind of gotten to know a little bit more about everything happening and like I'm able to like sit with you and do all this or like like I've gone and visited grandma once or twice you know but it's been it's been a challenging yeah wow there for a minute I thought I was like tearing up you know yeah I know I think that's great I mean I think that and I want to you know just from my from the outside looking in and just mm-hmm. you know I think that from my friends and from you I, I think it is definitely more difficult for people that are single you know and deal is yeah. like my buddy rod's you know 38 yeah and he lives in jersey he moved to jersey in, in december yeah and it's like he doesn't really know a lot of people out a there lot of people. so he's come back a couple times but yeah um i think it makes it definitely tougher it's like jennifer and i are locked down with yeah rocco and mateo and, and the kids and that's you know yeah. but we kind of have each other but like the even for Rocco you know it's yeah. like he doesn't have a whole lot of kids to play with right now and so mm-hmm. but I and think I mean I had you, a roommate but she was up with her family for like I think I was at the house for my like by myself for like two three months like like my okay. rental house by myself for two or three months straight without yeah. like being able to like interact with like friends or family or like anything and that's just like such a big deal like I mean I had Branson but you know like 
he can only bark at me so much. Yeah. You know, <laughs> or like we can only go for so many walks a day yeah. before he's like, okay, Kelsey, put that leash down. Like we're not going for the fourth time today. Yeah. You know, and luckily I was studying. So like I had, I had to study either which way and I study best alone anyways. Yeah. So like I had things to do, but like it was definitely like one of those instances where you want to like share it with family and like the most important people in your life, you know, yeah. which for me is family that like is, is a challenging time. Well, and that's, know? and that's stuff, especially for Cause you've spent so much time and energy getting to the point where, you yeah. know, that graduation is like the point where you get to share that with everybody around yeah. you and you and everybody else who graduate, you know, yeah. high school. I mean, you know, it's, it's just a horrible situation, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it, I mean, and, and there's nothing, even comparable to what you know you've experienced with that but yeah it's like when i rode my bike across the country mm-hmm. and we got to the beach and we got from coast to coast and we got yeah. to the beach and it's like, like there's that. nobody there no nope. you know and there's and it's like and it's like kind of bittersweet because you're like i finally did this and you just want somebody to like run into the ocean with you yeah you, know, you want like there to be a parade or mm-hmm. you know you want to have this moment of like i want to share this with because you, it's like yeah. you kind of do it for yourself you know but at the end when you finally accomplish it you wanted to share with everybody who yeah. you care about yeah. and it's like well, tough not to get to do that. Mm-hmm. And I know for like me for OT, like I think like for my senior project in high school, I did a senior project and it was called shadowing an occupational therapist. Really? Yeah. And it was funny. I found that photo. I have like a photo of me finishing my senior project Oh yeah. and it's like shadowing an OT and like, and so like I, I've known that like this has been like the biggest goal for me since I don't know, like seventh or eighth grade, like this has always been what I wanted to do. Yeah. And so like, like undergrad graduation was like cool and stuff. But like, I knew that like, I was literally two weeks later going to start another college program, you know, to now, like undergrad was when my we, master's. When we did come out, right? Yeah. And then we, we actually came to James for the little dinner yeah, thing yeah, afterwards yeah. or lunch and yeah. everyone was here. Yeah. And so, but I knew that like, I was literally just going to dedicate the next three years of my life to studying some more to get, like, the, like, to accomplish the biggest goal that I've ever had, you yeah. know? And then for, like, all of this to happen at once is, like, it's a hard time. But, I mean, I can only imagine everybody else, you know, all the high school, like, seniors that, like, lost out on prom, lost out on, like, their last high school year, oh, yeah. like, all the things, you know, like, people with weddings, or like, oh, I know. like you had a baby during COVID, you know. Well, we we were lucky. Or is to, it right before? Yeah, we were lucky to hit. Uh, the Mateo was born a week or two before COVID mm-hmm. really started. Well, before quarantine happened, and so yeah, but COVID was still out and about. I think then it was it's like a worry, we were, but not like a yeah. People were talking about it, yet. and it was still almost like this isn't going to be a big thing here. I mean, people were like, yeah, you got to be a little bit careful going out. Mm -hmm. They're starting to talk about wearing masks and stuff. But you know, when I was walking around the hospital, they didn't wear, make us wear masks or anything like now. It's like, if you, if you, and you know this, but like, if you have a baby, the only people that are allowed in the hospital are the, the husband and the wife or whatever. Yeah. It's the significant other, like one person. I think you get one person and you have to wear a mask the whole time mm -hmm. and you can't leave the hospital. Like I think about it, like if, People brought us food every single day. Yeah. And I just, that's my thing is I just couldn't imagine eating the hospital food every single day. That would <laughs> be my, my big day is like, <laughs> oh, I got to eat this hospital food. But some have, some have better than others. You know, like you have some hospitals out there that like only serve like chicken tenders and they're like the ones that you get that are like frozen or something. Oh yeah. That's, that's like, like Rocco's the, favorite meal. He'd love it. Yeah. He'd be in heaven. Uh, I don't know if he'd love these ones, <laughs> but that's like the only thing that they serve is like chicken tenders or like you have like other hospitals that's like do you want like butter on your steak do you want all these things but then you have hospital hospital. prices you know and they're like okay so you want this six ounce steak for 150 dollars okay yeah but they don't (laughs) say the 150 dollars right yeah no they're like you can just charge it to your room and then and then you which i don't know if you remember jeremy's podcast but he said that bodine's had this 160 dollars steak did you ever eat the 160 dollars steak that he was talking about i did not i can't say that well that's crazy Jeremy was, like, the manager, so I'm sure that they had some, like, rule or regulation that, like, in order to, like, perfectly sell everything, you have to know exactly what you're talking about, and maybe that's how he tried it, but, like, I worked for Bodine's, 
and I was definitely not that high up on that totem pole. Yeah. And I would not have gotten a bite of that Wagyu oh, steak. Oh, for, you remember the name of it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's a, it's a good. Yeah, it's the Wagyu steak. When well, you heard about it, when he, when you heard him talking about the Wagyu steak, were you like, oh yeah, the well, Wagyu steak? I wish people, I would have eaten that. I just worked the front desk, you know, yeah. and we'd have people call in and like ask about it. Like, do you guys still have this on your menu? And sometimes they would only have the appetizer of it, you know. And so they would just have, like, a Wagyu appetizer. Yeah. And that even was a pretty pricey dish. But they, people would call, and they'd be like, do you have the steak yet? Or is it just the appetizer? And then you'd, like, have to, like, run through with it. And so we kind of had to know kind of what we were talking about, but we didn't have to, like, sell it like they all did, you know. Yeah. So I did not get to try it. But one time I did get to try shark from Bodine's. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I was talking to one of the chefs about it and he was like you have to do like certain things to the shark because in order for it to like taste like a good way and stuff because they like excrete things out of their pores and so in order for it to taste good and stuff you have to like drain it a certain way or whatever and so he made me one once and it was it was really really good if you haven't eaten at Bodine's, you gotta go eat Bodine's. What? I said if, if the people listening haven't gone to Bodine's, they need to go to Bodine's. Oh, they definitely need to go to Bodine's. <laughs> That's a little shout out to Bodine's. Yeah. <laughs> Bodine's are uh, the second sponsor uh, of the podcast. It is over off of. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag Bodine. Um, <laughs> so, I, you know, I have this question on here, like, why did you move to Oklahoma? And I think that you kind of answered that. It was for family, right? I mean, well, yeah. So I had, like, applied for a bunch of different colleges. Well, I just applied for three, so not a bunch. Did you go to school at all in Colorado or to any colleges in Colorado? You came straight from Colorado from high school yeah, to Yeah, so Oklahoma. I chose between K-State, Colorado State, and Oklahoma State. I toured a, a couple others and stuff, yeah. but those are like the three that I decided to apply to. Yeah. And, um, and I was like kind of thinking, I was like, another big change in life you know and so i was like yeah that's a huge i mean that's mm-hmm. a huge commitment a lot of you know a lot of people that go to college choose to go to the ju- to college or, yeah in state or like a tech college first and save money and do all the things you know because i mean would you say that you know i think that i think about that you know it's funny because jennifer is not the type of person who likes a lot of change in her life yeah. yet she moved from texas to live with me in yeah. Oklahoma, which is a uh, huge change. Gotta love her. And I think that, you know, for you, I think that's a it's a huge commitment to leave yeah. your home where your family is at and to come to Oklahoma that you don't... I mean, you had family here, but yeah. at the same time, it was... Well, I was debating whether or not I was going to keep cheering or not, you know, in college. And I was like, I've never known anything else, you know? But cheer? Yeah. Yeah. But like cheering and going to school at the same time and I was like I kind of want to be able to just like have a life and to like be able to like to just go to school and like have a job maybe and like hang out with friends and like Do you feel like you're burnt out on cheer like I kind of just didn't know anything else and I kind of want like I feel like me just knowing me like I'm not good at getting out of my comfort zone but I constantly am like almost overcompensating or like always trying to push myself to still get out of my comfort zone yeah and so i was just like kind of curious what it would be like to not cheer to like be able to sit in the stands at a game instead of be like on the field or like on the court or all these things i was like they look like they have so much fun up there you know i was like i kind of want to look back and think that that you wish you would have gone to college and cheered um i think that sometimes i'm like what would it be like but also I know that there are a lot of experiences that, like, I've gotten to have because I chose that. And so, I guess me as a person, I'm like, eh, it's already happened. You know, like, I don't like to, like, linger on things. But I think that it would have been cool. You know, like, who doesn't want to, like, live out that part of their life for four more years, you know? uh, Knowing now that. So, another thing about uh, Kelsey is that she is a diehard uh, Oklahoma State Cowboy fan. Uh, Go Pokes. Yeah, she goes to, like, every (laughs) single home game. And I do have season tickets still. 
<laughs> can I buy one of those post. tickets? Can I can I buy one of those tickets? Um, well, they canceled the first two games. I know, so I know. I'm wondering. I'm wondering. Yeah, you know, you should keep be. those. On, you know, those tickets are probably going to be worth money one yeah, of these days. Laminate them or something. You say, hey, I still have. Yeah, I went to all the games that didn't happen. A COVID 2020 <laughs> game that never happened in, you know, most people just threw these away. Yeah. It's going to be collectors. But I think what my question was going to be that. Did you ever go to the games and look down on the field and go, man, I kind of wish I was down on the field cheering right now? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I had a lot of friends that cheered in college, you know. Like, I had friends that cheered at Colorado State, you know. Mm -hmm. I had friends that cheered, that went all over the place and cheered. And part of me kind of missed it, you know. I had friends at Oklahoma State that cheered or was on the dance squad or anything like that. Yeah. And I definitely, you know, it's it's just like a different life, you know, because they spend – hours upon hours every single week and like every day having to go and do all these things and there's so many like expectations and in every school is different too Oklahoma State has a phenomenal like they are they like won nationals like four or five years in a row and the coach that coached them is the one that like choreographed my high school routines and that's kind of like how there's just so many moving parts there you know and so I knew that they were phenomenal and they were getting ready to start their all-girl team, mm-hmm. which is what I would have done if I, like, wanted to cheer at Oklahoma State. I mean, I would have had to try out and everything. Like, I wasn't yeah. just going to walk on yeah. or anything. But, um, so, like, I don't know. There are just so many things. I think that maybe I would I would like to know what it would have been like, but also I know that, like, not cheering gave me an opportunity to have some of the – best like jobs that I've ever had in being welcomed to Oklahoma yeah. it allowed me I think I came and visited grandma and grandpa like every other weekend yeah because if you're I doing occupational if you're doing I mean I assume that if you're doing occupational therapy and cheerleading on the side yeah. you wouldn't have had the time to do anything but well and things, I wouldn't right? have been an OT at the time yeah you know but like to study for like getting into OT school I also worked as an undergraduate researcher mm-hmm. and got to like I got to, I technically worked for the state of Oklahoma, I think, but like I worked at OSU, that research project. And so I got to travel over, over all of the state of Oklahoma. And so that was kind of fun to see all these different places in Oklahoma and be able to like talk to people all over. And so I think like I wouldn't have been able to have like those opportunities to meet the friends that I had, to spend as much time in the library as I did, you know, I... I'm best friends with the coffee shop person. They would give me free coffees. What's on your favorite Friday. coffee? Is you, oh, are you are black. you a coffee snob? Are you coffee no, snob? Not really. You're not a coffee snob. Mm-mm. It's funny because on your Facebook page, you're drinking a cup of coffee, which makes me think you're a coffee snob. Um, I'm not, but I <laughs> I drink coffee like it's my job. I probably drink over a pot of coffee a day. Really? Easy. You and Ron should hang out. Ron drinks like two pots of coffee. Kylie does as well. Kylie drinks that much coffee? Watch out. Um, Kylie is so funny. She's like, she's like, I don't know if I'm allowed to share this, but she was like, well, I went to the to doctors you. the other day and they asked me how many cups of coffee I drink. And I told them, do you want it in cups or pots? And I was <laughs> like, it was the funniest thing. Kylie's hilarious. Do you think but, Kylie's a coffee snob? I don't know if I'd say she's a coffee snob, but that girl drinks more coffee than I'm, I think anybody I'm only asking this because I'm a coffee snob. Well, there has to be one in the family, you know? I mean, you know. Yeah. Have you been to a lot of coffee shops around Tulsa? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I used to go to a lot of coffee shops around Tulsa, but... There's that new one. It's called Double Shot Coffee. Oh, Double Shot's been around for a while, but I know you're talking about. Um, I haven't been, but I hear it looks like it almost looks cabin-y. Like it is. It's like brick Colorado. walls. It's brick walls, and they're painted white it's and stuff like, like that. It's like two stories or something, right? Unless they have a new spot. The, the spot that's off of a, it's like off of Boston is just a one-story spot. But oh, I think there's a downstairs. I've never gone downstairs before, though. I just heard about this last week, and so I'm thinking that that is going to be something I do in the next week, is go and visit that one. Yeah. You know, because I've been to 918 over here. I've been to Coffee House on Cherry Street, all those ones. I like to just try new things. Yeah. But I wouldn't say I'm a coffee snob. Um, I was going to ask you on the cheerleading, back to cheerleading. Yeah. Because this is a big part of uh, Kelsey's life. life. And do you, whatever you were doing cheerleading in high school, Mm -hmm. because you were doing dance and stuff as well, right? Or is it just cheerleading? Were you doing competition? 
competition um, okay, cheerleading? Okay, so or? I, within cheer, you have like, um, you have like competitive cheerleading, and then you also have like high school cheerleading. Uh-huh. And I did competitive up until like high school, and then. But do you do that with the same people that you cheer with in high school, or that's like a club, like yeah, a club? Yeah, it's, it's almost like club. Oh, okay. It's like club. Like if you think about soccer, you have like a high school soccer team, and then, and then you, you travel also have around club team. for that. You travel around for that. You and just go, go to, to nationals. Um, they had some other competitions and stuff too. And nationals were, is in. They have multiple. We always went to like Disney World and Disneyland. Oh yeah. We did one in Indianapolis. It's just different every year. It depends on what national competition you want to go to. What was your favorite place? Um, I love Disney. Fun oh, facts yeah. about Disney: you can fit Disneyland in the parking lot of Disney World. What? That's how much bigger Disney World is than Disneyland. Dang. Mm-hmm. Where'd you guys stay at? Did you stay at one of the themed oh, hotels? All over. Oh, really? Yeah. Was there one that you liked more than the other places? Um, I don't know Travel about facts. that because we spent so much time just there. But I collected my um, my hotel card from every single Disney hotel oh that gosh. I've ever stayed in. And oh my gosh, there are so many of them. And they're so cool too. They have like different characters on them. Or they have some that have like beaches out there. Like at the hotel they have like a little beach there for you to go in or they have like some that you just hop on like a little train and it takes you right into the disney parks and stuff that way you don't have to like get on a bus or do this or do that and it just like brings you right there yeah i just love disney i think that like as an adult i love disney maybe more than i did as a kid you know like i would be i would be the adult that's still going just by myself to go ride all the rides and i'm fine with it <laughs> I've, I've not i've been to disney world in my well with my last job i had mm-hmm. we we did a well like an event for our our higher end clients there yeah but i haven't been to the theme park itself since oh. i was probably 14 maybe we could go i would bring you around you there's like there's almost skill to going to disney oh really there's like yeah. a routine you got to keep yeah. track of because you have to get enough fast passes but you have to like do them at certain times and you can like go get a fast pass here and then go ride another ride and then hit all these different things and you oh, can yeah. park hop and like just hit the good rides and like kind of maneuver it that way oh yeah you, but yeah there's a, almost a skill to going to disney <laughs> it really is i'm my mom is that in the travel the guides thing. Almost, yeah. I'm practically should, a travel guide. You should ride a travel guide for Disney World. I went, um, another fun fact, they have hidden Mickeys everywhere. What does that mean? So, like, they have, like, different parts, and they change them all the time. So they don't have, like, a certain number. Like, there's not, like, 300 hidden Mickeys in all the Disney parks. But they have, they'll, like, incorporate the Mickey Mouse head into different aspects throughout the entire park. And so one of the famous ones, and I'm sure it's still there, is for the like rock and roller coaster uh-huh. you like go through the line and as you go through the line you get into this room and they like bring out the it's like almost like a video of the band playing and all these things and then they you like hear them playing like songs and like singing and all these things and if you look on the ground they have like a bunch of instruments and everything and they have the chords like one of the chords is wrapped up perfectly to make a mickey mouse head oh really but it's hard to see yeah it's like it's hidden yeah but then it's like made into a mickey mouse head so, so the heads the are made out of all sorts of different stuff like yeah. it could be anything it's whatever's in the environment that you are but in. when you go to the park though do you know how many there are going to be they change every year so like when they get a new so ride like, for like me i would want to know i'd be like there's 30 Mickey Mouse heads across mm-hmm. the park. I got to find all 30 of them. Sometimes you'll come. Like I feel like every single year that I've been, it's had that one. But there's when you go through the like Haunted Mansion ride and oh, you yeah. like sit in the thing and you like go through all the different like rooms and stuff and they like Does that project, still terrify like, you ghosts? to go through that? No. But they have they have their like huge dinner table set up on one of them and they have like like holograms like dancing around and stuff. And if you look on the table, sometimes they'll put the plates into Mickey Mouse ears oh, and yeah. stuff. And but it's sometimes it'll be there and sometimes it won't be. And so they change it all the time. It just as the park changes, different people come in, they'll change it. Oh, they've had a lot of time to change with it being yeah, closed for so it's long. It's always fun. You, it, it's like a little game that you like play as you go. Yeah. Every time, I feel like I've been to Disney between Disney World and Disneyland between my competitions and then Kylie had like a soccer tournament once in California and we went yeah yeah 
I think I've been to Disney parks almost like 20 times. Oh my gosh. Total. You're living the childhood dream of many children. I think that's why it's still my adult dream. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> I didn't think so. Maybe you should have gone and worked. Maybe you could be an occupational therapist for Disney World. I could maybe help them adapt everything so that everything's handicap accessible. But they're pretty good at that already, you yeah. know. But I think that I could maybe sell myself to like make them need an OT at some point. Is there is there a possibility to be a independent contractor? As an OT? Yeah. That, is that, would that be something you'd ever want to do is be an independent contractor OT where you do you work for yourself, kind of do your own thing and not really necessarily for anyone? Yeah. I mean, I thought, gosh, throughout the years, I like knew I wanted to be an OT. And then I got into OT school and realized you can do so many different things as an OT. Like you could go and you could work in a hospital, but then there's like four different hospital settings that you could work in. So you yep. could work in like acute care you could work in like inpatient you could work in outpatient you could work into schools you can work in schools you can work in like outpatient pediatrics you could do like um like a peds hospital i don't know there's so you could be a you could go on and be like a certified hand therapist what do you do though what's your what area do you specialize in i luckily get to do why do you um, say luckily because a lot of times you can only do one thing. Like you get into one setting and then that's the only thing you get to do, you know? Yeah. But I got out of school and I was like, I love so many things. How uh -huh. do you choose? And so I'm very grateful that where I work, I get to work both in an inpatient rehab setting as well as an acute care setting. So I get to do two different things rather than just one. Yeah. And so that's kind of fun because I get to like switch it up and still like learn more every single day and yeah it doesn't become stagnant or anything do you feel like the with uh i don't want this question to come off insensitive not to you but just in a general sense but okay i'm gonna ask it anyways um i know that like COVID has made things very difficult for so many things but i would almost like i was thinking about this today mm -hmm. you know I would think that in the hospital setting, I mean, obviously you don't want to be overran and you don't want to be to a point, but I would feel like that this is probably causing you to deal with challenges that you never would have got to deal with before yeah. if it wasn't for COVID. Do you, do you feel like that in a sense that you're like, like, like not to be insensitive, but you're like, man, this is giving me an opportunity to, to really push myself and challenge myself to, in a way that I wouldn't have gotten to challenge myself yeah. for in a very, just more of a logical or like, do you I feel mean, like, I mean, it's like, it's, you know, so you don't become a basketball player to sit on the bench, you know. Yeah. You you get to play that the biggest game of your life. You want to go to the finals. You want to play that big game. It's like you're playing that big game right now. You're yeah. dealing with challenges and stuff that, you know, most people would have never deal with their life, and you may not deal with in your life again. But from yeah. now, how can you, how can you go from this and be like, everything else isn't just easy because when I were, we were dealing with COVID, yeah. it's got to be easier. So I just, I do you feel know. like the challenges you're dealing with now, or do you kind of like, you know, this is, you know, like. I kind of appreciate the ability to get a deal with these really difficult challenges. Yeah. I mean, um, I can't speak for everyone in healthcare. In, like, the setting that I work in, I don't work with current COVID patients, mm -hmm. you know? And so, like, I just know from, like, almost, like, from talking to other friends and people in healthcare and stuff, like, it definitely gives you a different perspective. I've heard some people say, like, there are people that like this is very hard for people because sometimes yeah. maybe they're on the COVID floor and they are with in and out of rooms every single day and like to think that like you go home and then you like hang out with your kids afterwards or yeah. like things like that and I can't even imagine what it's like for them you know and some people are like well like I have a nurse I have a nursing friend and she was on the COVID floor and somebody like she like put something on her story about like I have worked so many hours I've worn the same mask for two weeks now like all these things and just like almost like just needed a moment to like unload and like kind of like posted it out there like this is what we've been going through like please be careful like love the people that you're with and like kind of like be more cautious you know that's pretty much what her intention was and somebody 
commented and was like, this is exactly what you signed up for. Like, you knew that, like, you need to be doing this. And, like, why are you complaining or why are you all these things? Yeah. And she was like, and I think that, like, I think it's a great opportunity. And I think just me personally, like, I love that I get to work with people every single day to work on goals that they have that maybe they have come across a circumstance that they never thought was going to happen. Maybe it's a circumstance that they like planned for. Like maybe they got a knee replaced and then they just didn't bounce back as quickly as they thought they would have. Yeah. Or like something more simple as that. Or like you could work with somebody who just got into a car accident and it wasn't their fault at all, but now they're having to deal with A, B, C, D, E, F, G of problems. And now I get to work with them to help them like come back and just, achieve some goals something as easy as being able to dress themselves instead of having to have like their significant other or their kid or having to have somebody else do the little things for them you know it's like little things that you and I every day do without thinking about it and we take for granted every day yeah I get to work with people to do that but like at the same time I didn't go through OT school thinking that I would graduate in the middle of a pandemic yeah you know, and never in a million years was that what I thought would happen, you know, and everybody's constantly learning and adapting and we're trying to figure out the best way to go about every single thing because nobody was like, like, I'm sure nobody in like last November was like, if a pandemic happened, I would be prepared and I would do yeah, I mean, ABCDEFG. Is, is that something you even study in school is like pandemics and how to deal with pan- pandemics? No, I mean... I mean, look, we haven't had a pandemic in how many years? A like hundred years? Or, I mean, some like, people no. are like, well, when tubercul- tuberculosis was around or then these, this is how we responded. And I feel like, I feel like the people out there like thinking about like how they would have handled things like that and like what those responses would have been and like that was probably what based off of a lot of initial responses were now because how else do you do it you go back through history yeah and you look at what has happened and you're like well these things worked so maybe let's try that first and then you kind of adapt as you get knowledge of what's happening but never in a million years did I wake up and was like I'm gonna work during a pandemic and I'm gonna work with these patients but every single time I've ever worked with a patient who's had COVID it's been so amazing one to talk to them to hear their stories and like also to hear their biggest challenges because some of them haven't seen family in months you know they've been in a hospital and like at one point you weren't allowed to have visitors and so like you they had they were going through one of the scariest times hearing like all these random statistics and all these things and knowing that they were somebody that's dealing with that and having to sit in that room like by themselves you know or having to like not know what the next day would be what kind of strand they had what was going to happen to them like all these things and not to be able to like tell your family member that you love them every night or like just call them or like all these things it was i don't know so Uh, many things because i'm sure that in you know healthcare in general you know one of the things is like that you don't want mm-hmm. is isolation because isolation like causes those issues to it's so well, much harder to recover mm-hmm. when you're in isolation yeah. from anything. Well, it's so, it's so much incur- more encouraging when you get to see your family and they are also like encouraging you to like get better and to like, I'm sure there's so many studies that are like people who have like family support during this time, like recover with like better recover, da, 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 you know? And I'm sure that there are statistics like that out there. Well, and, yeah. and this brings me to uh, the actual sponsor of the podcast, which is Kelsey, because Kelsey has asked to pe- for people to send letters to COVID patients, um, which I missed until today whenever I was, you know, stalking okay. you on your Facebook page. But <laughs> talk about that for just a second. Tell people how they can kind of help out with their letters and stuff to COVID yeah. patients. Well, I... I kind of like worked, I like partnered with a local hospital and I was talking to some of their therapists and we were talking about how all these people don't have family members and they're like just stuck there in a room, you know, not being able to like talk to people, not being able to do all these things. And luckily we're like at a point where you get like one, one person's allowed to see you or like you're allowed one visitor, 
whatever the rule is at like certain places. Yeah. And, um, but I partnered with one of their rehab people so that people could write letters to these patients, just like letters of encouragement or like just to let them know that like people are thinking about them because when you sit in a room all day and you're bed bound or you're like just stuck there in one room and you're not allowed to leave your room and they just drop your food off or they put something in you know it's like you're all alone and what are you going to do when you're alone I would just like think about how bad it could get I don't know like I'm sure I'd be like Kelsey you need to think better thoughts but you know I mean that's the human nature is for us to run down the rabbit hole on those things when you're by yourself yeah and so I think that I would be super scared you know and so I talked to her and she was on the front lines she was like one-on-one with some patients like that because in my role we go up and sometimes we just like sit them up on the edge of the bed because they haven't moved in a while or we go and just like roll them from one side to another so that they get like pressure relief or like different things like that just to kind of keep them moving or just do like some like range of motion of their like body so that they're not just like stuck there and so I was talking to her about how some people like don't get to talk to people and I was like honestly at that point we didn't know a lot and so you couldn't like send gifts you couldn't like create like a bunch of little baskets for them or anything like that and I was like even just like a little letter that even a nurse could read to them if they weren't able to like read it or maybe after they wake back up from a coma like that they would be able to know that like people were thinking about them and like you know I think that that would just mean the world to different people and I was lucky enough to be able to work with somebody else to make something like that happen yeah and so tell tell people how how do they you know how do they get those letters like how like what is something that they could say in a letter or you know I mean really anything just I think like when I think about it, I think about if I was in that scenario, if I was the patient sitting there and I was the person who suddenly got COVID, now I'm so sick that I have to go to a hospital and get all these treatments, whether or not you're so sick that you're just like, maybe going to be in a coma, maybe not, maybe all these things, you never know. But if you, if you thought about that and that was like your mom or your best friend or you or somebody really close to you, like what would you just want them to know or like just like encouraging them to like afterwards like take it day by day or like anything like that just I mean anything that you want to write you know and then how do they get those letters to you um well I had like whoever was interested in that I had them message me and then I just sent them my address so that they could send it okay yeah Cool. So if somebody just connecting with you on Facebook, yeah, and then saying, yeah, we, I, I would like to send a letter, and then mm-hmm. yeah, and then I had I had quite a few people reach out, and so I think I was able to give like over thirty letters. Oh, that's awesome. To them. Mm-hmm. But is that something you'd want them to keep on writing, right? I mean, it's not. I mean, yeah. I mean, we still even now. I mean, you're allowed to have one person, but some people don't have family members that can come. Like some people get it while they're in a different state you know and then they are there still alone or I mean no matter what if you're sitting there in a hospital and like you're going through something like this like a letter from anybody could like it just makes you feel a little better maybe a little encouraged a little more like maybe today is going to be a little bit of an easier day yeah you know because nobody ever signs up to go to a hospital you know nobody that's not like today I am gonna go to this hospital and hang out there for the next four months nobody thinks that you know and so just like even from random people just like letting them know that like you're thinking about them and like you know i think it could make a difference for somebody cool the little things so for those of you that have made it this far into the one hour of the podcast oh my god (laughs) i know right if you can message kelsey and send her some letters and connect with her that'd be awesome yeah that'd Um, be really cool just an easy thing and a simple thing for people to do that's not, yeah, you know, something simple, you know, a lot out of your pocket or, yeah, you could just, time. just rip to, a piece of paper off in a notebook and write it or, and send yeah, it on my way. I do all the hard work, all the letter. footwork of it. Yeah. Um, 
I I did have I, I'm kind of getting to the end here. I, okay. I I did I was curious though, as you were talking about that though because you were talking about whenever you were in high school that you did uh, a paper or something like that about occupational yeah. therapy. Is there something that happened that maybe you hurt yourself or something like that that you met an occupational therapist? I mean, because mm-hmm. I I just would say that for a lot of us in high school, you know, we yeah. wouldn't be thinking, mm-hmm. dude, occupational therapy. What even is that? <laughs> I want to be a firefighter. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, well, I got through cheer. Um, I got to work with um, a cheer team made up of people with disabilities. And through that, I got to meet a few occupational therapists. And so okay. what they did is they worked with this population in order to have them like achieve simple goals in their life and give them like different ways to adapt to like what either their goal was or adapt the environment to make them still successful for whatever they want to do and so I got to work I got to like meet OTs that way and then also I at the high school that I went to we had like some we had like a soccer team and on that soccer team was people with disabilities and they had different games and yeah all these things and so I got to I did one of my high school classes was um like an intern for one of the hours and I got to work with all those kids during those hours and sometimes they're like speech therapist or physical therapist or occupational therapist would come in and work with them during that time and so I got to see just like another side of it as well and I was like how cool would it be to like work with people and get to help them achieve their dreams every day you know to be able to like use whatever knowledge I have to make whatever they want come true you know and so there are some people that were like like I know this one person that she loved music like absolutely loved music but she was never able to like hold a cd and put a cd in and so um somebody always had to like come and change the cd out after the 12 songs were done or anything Uh, like that and so just like being able to like she worked with her occupational therapist just to be able to like open her hand enough to be able to then grasp the CD and change a CD out. And like the very first time she could put a new CD in by herself, her face like lit up. She was so excited. Like it, the music was playing all the time because now she could change the CD by herself, you yeah. know? And it's just like little things like that, that like all she wanted to do was be able to change change the cd listen to a different song or listen to a different artist yeah, things you know? we take for granted yeah like or like everything that you take for granted you know like i work with patients being able to like teach them how to like brush their teeth they're like being able to whatever occupies their time so like maybe be able to like cook or like cook again or some people work with them with driving some people work with them on like dressing or like the upper extremity and the lower extremity or like socks and shoes are the furthest thing away from your hands so like those always give people challenges like just being able to like put your socks on for the day you know just the little things well i'm gonna i'm gonna get to a couple quick questions but i i wanted to ask about a challenge that you had that we were talking about earlier and that was trying to be a grandpa at a push-up comp- competition yeah that he destroyed you on yeah no yeah grandpa grandpa smith is hands down the coolest person you know he he really like he like walks every single day like i was talking to him and i'm like what do you do and he's like oh you know i get up in the morning and i just go to the walmart or walmart i don't know i said walmart go to the mcdonald's (laughs) and um and go and meet his friends for coffee in the morning and he like walks there and i'm like that is so cool. You know, he walks like three miles a day. Yeah. You know, but yeah, Staying he, active. one day, I think your mom started it. Honestly, this competition. Oh, I think, she was challenging you yeah, guys. I think she was like, she was like talking about how grandpa's really strong. And I think my mom was like, Kelsey's really strong. And then somehow <laughs> we were all doing a push up contest and grandpa blew all of us out of the water. How many push ups did he do? Not nearly enough. Not nearly enough. Oh, I did you it. mean? 
Oh, you didn't. But how many do you think he did? Oh, a lot. Way too many. Like, what's a number? Like, what's way too many? Well, let's just say he kept going for at least three or four more minutes after I lost. And I was second in line. Oh, so you just going by, like, you weren't counting necessarily the amount of push-ups, but just, like, who could continue to pu- do push-ups I think we were just going one for one. And oh, yeah. And you just, like, one. Hands down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, tell me... Mm-hmm. I get, well, another story real quick. I got two more things I want to ask you. Okay. And then I'm going to get some rapid fire questions. Oh, um, tell me something about, I mean, you spent a lot of time with, you know, Grandma and Grandpa Hamburger. Mm-hmm. What's just, just real quick, a story, that, just a really cool story about your time with them. And I know there's so, probably Gosh, so many stories. So many. It's probably going to be hard to kind of narrow it down. But Gosh, something well, you remember that just was a fun. I have, like, so many stories about them. I think... And that could, could be a whole nother podcast, really. Honestly, it could. <laughs> um, well, ugh, so many stories about Grandma and Grandpa. Well, Mom, she used to drop us off for breakfast, and Grandma would make us breakfast every single morning before school. And would, she would make Grandpa bacon and eggs on a piece of toast, and Grandpa had his eggs a certain way every single morning. So, and then she like would Grandpa. make, yeah, and then she would make <laughs> Kylie and I like waffles or like french toast or like donuts we made donuts in the morning was there a menu no but practically (laughs) you know and like oh my gosh we're so spoiled and like i just remember then driving to school and grandma was like grandma was a stickler about her turn signals you know and other people using her turn signal oh yeah so now every single day when i drive my car i think about turning my turn signal on and i do it every single time because grandma would always be like that person needs to turn their turning signal on. Oh, Jennifer you know? would love that. She gets on to me all the time about not using my turn signal. <laughs> maybe you need it. She said it's a thing that. that Oklahoma people just don't do. That's probably true. They also <laughs> don't know how to merge, but that's another podcast. Sure, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then Grandpa. Oh, my gosh. This is a good one. So we, it had snowed this one time, and it was like three or four feet of snow. And Grandma and Grandpa's house in Colorado off the back deck had like a flight of stairs into the backyard uh-huh. and so grandpa had brought out the sleds and kylie and i are taking the sleds off the top deck down all the stairs into the backyard oh my gosh it was it was a blast that it sounds was, like so much fun. oh my gosh it was so fun and he was just like letting us pretty much do whatever we wanted they also had that like side path to the side of the house uh-huh. into yeah. the backyard we took sleds down that too all these things and my mom came to pick us up after work one day and gosh she was so mad oh really yeah. how old were you guys we were young we were pretty young and grandpa's just like oh they're just having a good time that's a great that's a grandparent right there <laughs> that's how the grandparents oh treat the gosh. kids they he's let them do what they want a good time. he's yeah. so great grandma and grandpa hamburger so i'm gonna rapid fire questions i got uh, three i'm rapid, really nervous about this i got rapid fire questions oh yes. um these are gonna be crazy questions i don't think you'll be able to handle these i don't think so either this is gonna be so i was listening to the radio the other day and they were like what's your favorite color? And then it was somebody who said like one color and then it meant like some big choice in their life. There's no, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. Um, let's see. Uh, if you were to choose between one of these superpowers, the ability to fly or the ability to be invisible, which one would you choose? Can I pick teleporting? No, you can't. You have to choose between those two. (laughs) You don't have to, you don't have a choice. You only have these two choices. I think I'd want to fly. Really? Yeah. I don't want to be invisible. You know, there are just some things that I just don't want to be a part of, you know? And, like, I feel like if you're invisible, you'd, like, walk into rooms to, like, hear what you were getting for Christmas or something, and uh, you would be in so much trouble. So you'd only use invisibility to be creepy? No, I'd, I'd, like, already know what I was getting for Christmas. (laughs) Mom would be so mad. Mom and Aunt Debbie would be furious. Flying. What would you do with flying? Go wherever you want. That's right. You could go visit wherever, you know, you don't even have to, like, fill your car up with gas. That's like, true. You could just literally The price savings that you'd, you'd gain by being a little fly. Hello savings, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Um, okay, so if you mm-hmm. – I really like this question for you because I feel like – Oh, they, goodness. I feel like oh, – maybe – I don't know, maybe now, but I feel like when you were definitely littler – Oh, God. You were such a fashionista. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I remember I made a scarf anymore. for you one time, and you were like, oh, yeah, I would wear that scarf 
if it goes with some of my clothes or something like that. I was like, get out of here. That might be true. Um, but if you were, if you could only keep one article of clothing, yeah, what would it be? It'd be a piece of, sh- it'd be like a shoe. A shoe? I love shoes. Yeah, I, ha- I probably own over 100 pair of shoes. Dang. Yeah, once upon a time. Do you have enough room for those in your closet now? Did you buy a place that had a big enough closet just for your shoes? Well, I already take up two closets, but I think I still need more room for my shoes. Um, I brought, I like packed a box of shoes when I went to college and I'd stolen one of my mom's pairs of shoes, like one of her boots or something. And she was like, I can help Kelsey unpack for college. And that was the very first box that she decided to open. And I had packed them when I packed the box on the very bottom. But when she opened it, it was at the very top. She had like, it was upside down or whatever. And she opens it and she goes, Kelsey, these are my shoes. And I was like... Sorry, I don't. I don't know how those you mean, got in there. Were your shoes? They were were your <laughs> yeah, shoes. Yeah, right. I was like, well, can I keep them for college? <laughs> she did not. She brought them home. Yeah. Oh, she she, she took she them. Really, she took them home. <laughs> <laughs> I did not get those. <laughs> All right, last question. Um, if you were to lose, let, no, help, let me word it this way. If, yeah, if you kept only one sense one of your five senses what would it be so sight smelling taste hearing and touch if you could only keep one of those which one would you keep and this This i think is a great i think it's a great question because you're an occupational therapy you you help people people that don't have some of these yeah but if you're then it's hard to only keep one you can only keep one sense well i'm not going to do taste because if I don't have smell, you also normally lose part of your taste anyway. So I'm not going ke- to keep that one. This is a hard question. I'm, like, trying to knock them out. Um, I'm probably keep sight, I think, because I know some sign language, so I could still communicate that way. But, like, touch, that would be a hard one. But you would at least be able to see you move your body to maybe know how much pressure you need in order to grab a glass. Oh, that's a really hard one. I would say that my two hardest would be this sight and hearing. And hearing? I touch would be hard to lose too, though. Yeah, you're right. Because, I mean, they're just, if you don't have, like, the feeling of, like, touch. Well, I feel like my mind thinks about it a lot differently, too, because I'm like, well, there's a lot of different kinds of touch. You know, you have, like being able to feel pressure or like hot and cold or like all these things you know you can't keep your touch you can't keep touch you can't it's like because you can't you have too many no you're practically just numb i'm saying you can't keep touch because you have too many thoughts about touch so you lose touch you lost touch well i'm like that's like five different categories you're sticking with sight huh sight you're sticking with sight i think i'm gonna go sight i would keep sight well, because you could still communicate with people. You could either read lips or you can do sign language. You can do all these things. So you don't really need to hear if you could, like, communicate that way, you know. Just everyone around you would also need to learn that. And then you would also be able to see, like, all the colors. You would be able to, like, see things happening. So, like, even if you couldn't, like, feel things or, like, even if you couldn't taste anything, you could, like, look at that delicious steak on that plate like on the plate and know that looks amazing and although I can't taste it it's going to be really great you know and you would be able to like maneuver the environment better I think that's what I would keep yeah if I only got one I think my answer would be different if I only had to get rid of one yeah see I I, that was one of the questions I changed to you only get to keep one yeah if I can only keep one I think it would be sight if I could if I had to get rid of only one I don't. I think I'd have to go through my list again. Yeah, no, that's not the question though. <laughs> it might be sight too. I might only get rid of sight then. I don't know. Yeah. All right. That was it. This is the end. Cheers. Cheers. Wasn't so bad, was it? Are you still sweating? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>